My guest, Vivian Cummins, shares how her dreams from God gave her peace during her cancer journey. Listen in as she shares that when she totally surrendered to the Lord, he started speaking to her through dreams. Vivian shares recommendations how you can know if your dreams are from God. Stay until the end where she shares about her beautiful body tip, which she learned through her cancer journey. Welcome to Powerful Whispers, the podcast that dives into the extraordinary whispers of God in real and practical ways. Together, we will explore how God speaks to us regarding our body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Krista Joy, and I'm excited to have you join me on this journey. As a foodie and a dietitian, I might even sprinkle in some simple food hacks. Let's get ready to dive into the powerful whispers of God and uncover these hidden gems. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Powerful Whispers. I am so thrilled to introduce you to my new friend, Vivian. I have just met Vivian just a few short weeks ago, and I already know that we are going to be fast friends. She has such a tender, dear heart for the Lord, and I am so excited for her to share her testimony with you today. So Vivian, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Could you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm an Oklahoma gal, born and raised in a little town called Chickasha, Oklahoma. Um, I went to school in a smaller town called Nineca. I only had 35 uh, people in my graduating class. I met my husband in school, and it's kind of a funny story. So he and I have known each other for many, many years since we were kids and uh, went to high school together. But um, we each married someone else right out of high school, and uh, he was actually the best man in my first wedding. (laughs) And I was the maid of honor in his first wedding, so kind of went different directions there. Both of both of those uh, guys ended up joining the Air Force together. So back in the day, I don't know if they still do it, but back in the day, they had something called the Buddy Program. And if you joined uh, the military with a friend, then you could go to basic training together and potentially be stationed together. And so the four of us were always the best of friends and thought that'd be really awesome to uh, travel the world together with the Air Force. And it uh, didn't quite work out that way. And then about 11 years later, uh, God brought my husband, Eddie, and I back together as friends and then um, as more than friends. So we've been married almost 21 years now. So I have two bonus kids. They are now adults, um, but I had the pleasure of uh, co-parenting with with my husband and uh, his uh, ex-wife. And they, between the two of them, now I have five grandkids and uh, they call me Glammy because I, my daughter, she said, you know, she, She had her kids when we were in our 40s, and she's like, Grandma just doesn't fit. And I was like, I don't think so either. So she came up with Glammy, and it's kind of a combination of glamorous glamorous granny. So anyways, that's kind of cute. It's very fitting uh, for you. It's perfect. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, like I said, um, you know, with both of my marriages, um, they were Air Force, and so I got to travel the world. Um, one of my duty stations was in uh, Simbach, Germany, and that's where I started my federal career back in 1998, a long time ago, so I'm going on 25 years now. And so I've been with the federal government now for a um, little over 24 years, almost 25, with uh, two, two different departments. 
um, the Air Force was one, and then I my current one. In my downtime, I enjoy writing. Um, I do have a book that I've been working on the past couple of years, and uh, Lord willing, we'll have that done soon. And then I do some blogging and uh, also uh, dabbling in some devotion and faith-based writing as well. So, Can you share with everyone a little bit about your faith story and how you became saved? Yeah, so um, I have been saved and a Christian since I was 10 years old. The way that that came about is uh, we had some new neighbors move in next door to us and they were Christians and they invited my mom and dad to come to church. And we had never, I'd never been in church before. I think there was a couple of times I went like to a Christmas service with my friends um, growing up, but um, we'd never gone to church. And so I'm so thankful that my, my mom and dad agreed to go and we started attending a, a Maranatha Baptist that I can't remember how long we were attending, but I, I was convicted pretty soon after we started going. And uh, I remember the day that I stepped out of that pew to walk down to the front to, to ask for salvation. They were playing that song. I don't know if you remember, I love old hymns, but they were playing that hymn, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Oh, yes. One of my favorites. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. And we sang two verses. Nobody went forward for prayer or or salvation or anything. And then the pastor says, there's somebody here that's getting saved today. I feel it. We're going to do one more verse. And my heart, I'm 10, and my heart was just pounding. I was about to like faint. I was sweating. And I just knew that the Lord was convicting me to, to, to walk down and walk the aisle, told the pastor, I wanted, I wanted Jesus. I didn't even know the right words. I just said, I wanted Jesus. And, and, uh, he called up one of the, uh, the women of the church. And, uh, this was also, I remember her so vividly. Her name was Susie and she had the brightest, reddest lipstick, fingernails and high heels. And I thought she was just the most beautiful thing ever. And, uh, so she takes me to the back and, and, uh, it walks me through the Lord's prayer and uh, I accepted Christ. And and uh, I just remember her taking her hands and putting them over my heart. And she says, sweetie, he's in there. He's in there. And so Uh-oh. he's been in there since I was 10. <laughs> I love that. What a beautiful story. And I, I love how God calls us. And, I, um, and the feeling that you have inside when he's like, now's the time. Come to yes. me. That's, that's awesome yes. and amazing. So off camera, you were telling me about your amazing experiences with the Lord and the dreams that he's been sharing with you. Can you walk us through how did this experience begin with the Lord giving you dreams? I kind of think it's been a gift my whole life. Um, But I think I've been, you know, one of the things that I did not say in my introduction is I am a recovering perfectionist, control freak and workaholic. In fact, that's what I write about a lot on my blog is is learning balance and so forth. Um, So I do believe this is a gift that I have had, but I've just been too busy, preoccupied, and had a lot of uh, selfish ambition over my life to to recognize it. But I will tell you my very, very, very first uh, recollection of of, of a dream. Um, Maybe it was a vision, I don't know, but I was 15 and... uh, I dreamed that the field behind our home had caught fire and it was very, very vivid. And I didn't tell anybody anything, but three days later that happened. And I kind of freaked out. I, because I felt like I was like, oh my goodness, I predicted that. And that really scared me. And I was 15 and I remember telling my mom, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. 
Um, so that was my my first recollection. And then I, I, I really don't recall having any other dreams until uh, 2020, three years ago. That is when I rededicated my life to Christ. Um, I just got to a point, sometimes we just get to that point where we're just like so tired of striving and trying to control everything. It's exhausting, Krista. Exactly. It is so exhausting to try to control your life. Yeah, I can relate. I'm a, oh, I'm a recovering heavens. perfectionist too. <laughs> and I just got to that point and so I was, I just fell to my knees one day. I was home by myself mm -hmm. in the living room and I said, God, I am so done. I am so sick of myself. I just want to, I'm yours. Do what you got to do. I am all in. And um, then I started having dreams. Mm -hmm. And some of them in the beginning, and I, and I won't share those, some of them are still pretty personal and um, between yeah, Absolutely. Us. But mm -hmm. he started showing me some things. Okay, now that you're letting me, right, drive the train here. Yes. Let me show you some things that I got planned for you. And so I started having some dreams about future success and things that might come to pass and things that I've never even knew that I wanted or desired. You know how he knows those secret desires, right? I, right. I don't. But he started showing me some of those things and I just started writing them down. I started journaling in 2020, nice. started writing them down. I did share a couple of those dreams with my husband because I felt like if these things are to come to pass, I have to be aligned with my husband. And so I wanted him to know I'm having these dreams. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, but I think they involve you. <laughs> and I don't know where <laughs> or how. So he's the only one that I've told some of those two. And then in 2021, um, I started having them very, very frequently. Um, uh, and I don't know if you're going to ask a follow-up question or if you want me to keep on going, but um, that is when uh, one of the probably the most in influential dreams came to me uh, was when I was diagnosed with melanoma. Yes. Well, before we get into that, because that story is definitely something I want to dive into, but I think it's so important to recognize the fact that it's when you said you you told God like I surrender like yeah I need you God and that's when he's like okay you're drawing near to me I'm going to draw near to you and I'm going to share yes. what's on my heart with you because you were open so that is such a powerful and important moment to to recognize for all of us yeah. right so like okay yeah like I think it's also as I'm kind of like pointing to myself saying, remember, Krista, it's important to keep like my life surrendered to God because he mm -hmm. has the best interest for us. Yeah. So, okay, this is so important. Please share <laughs> this next part of your faith journey, which is talking about your cancer journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, so backing up just a smidge to, to 2020, you know, I was having those dreams were, like I said, um, future type dreams, you know, Hey, this is kind of what I got planned for you type thing. 2021 was where, um, I drew so close to God. I mean, he was speaking to me so much that it was almost overwhelming because I'd never experienced anything like that before. Um, so just kind of back up a little bit. Um, 
So how, how this cancer journey started was I had a spot on my nose, um, right smack in the middle, right smack in the middle. You couldn't, you couldn't miss it and it wouldn't go away. And I had it for like two months and it would not go away. So finally I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get that checked out, you know? So I went to a dermatologist. He says, you know what? It's no big deal. It's just a capillary. You can get it lasered, whatever. He said, but while you're here, since you have blonde hair, you're very fair skinned. He's like, let's do a full body scan and just check you out. You already paid your copay. Let's just do it. I said, right on, let's do that. And so as he's doing that, he gets to my left shin and I had had a spot on my left shin for two years that I had had checked out two years prior. And the dermatologist at that point said, don't just watch it, you know, see if it changes. Well, it never changed. But that's because the type of cancer it was, was the type that you're not going to see a lot of change on the outside. It was, um, they call it superficial spreading. It grew downward into the muscle and into the bone and then spreads out kind of like octopus tentacles. Um, and then unfortunately, that's the kind that will attach to your lymphatic system and just go ugh, bonkers. Um, so anyways, long story short, did a biopsy. It came back as stage three uh, melanoma. And so they immediately, I mean, within a couple of days, I was sent to Huntsman Cancer Institute um, and had first of three surgeries um, to remove that. And so while, because there was, I was at such a high risk um, for it, they kind of were preparing me for that it had already spread. They were finding a couple other spots. I was having a lot of tests done, kind of finding some other spots like on my femur and stuff like that. So I had had a lot of tests and my prayer was God make these tests come back negative. That was my prayer, just yeah. negative, negative responses to these tests. Um, and I was obviously, it takes about 10, it took 12 days for all of these results to come back after the surgeries and stuff. So for 12 days, I'm in limbo. <laughs> I'm waiting. It's a long time and, to wait. Uh, it, it's forever to wait and, you know, trying to keep a positive attitude and stay in faith and everything. But I mean, I'm human and I was scared, you know, bottom line, I was scared. And I was never really scared about like dying or anything like that. I, what was so heavy on my heart was I didn't, I didn't want my husband to have to watch me go through it. You know, we're very best friends and I knew it would just be very difficult for him to see me go through that, lose my hair and all that other stuff. So I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to see him go through that. Anyways, um, enter the dream. Uh, I had this extremely vivid dream and it started with me being in a room, four walls, tan walls. I don't know what tan walls have to do with anything, but I'm in the middle of a room standing there and I'm holding a eight by 10 manila envelope, a sealed manila envelope and it's bulging. And um, so I open up the envelope and I look inside and I reach in and I pull out thousands of, of copper colored negatives, like those negatives from a camera. If y'all remember that, I mean, back in the back day, in the 1900s. <laughs> right? Yes. You had cameras and you took a picture and then you took the film in and it was developed and you get these strips. So if you wanted to make copies, you take the strips and whatever but I knew immediately what they were in the dream. And in my dream, I immediately knew what it meant. Hmm. And so in the dream, I'm bawling and I'm laughing and I take the strips and I, you know, used to hold them up to the light so you could right. see what 
what was on them. Yeah. And I held it up to the light and each strip showed pictures of my husband, my kids and all of my grandkids, but I wasn't in any of them. I wasn't uh-huh. in any of the pictures. And again, I'm crying, I'm, I'm laughing, I'm crying, but I was at peace in my dream. In my dream, okay. I knew I was at peace. So I wake up and my pillow is soaked. Wow. Um, probably from, you know, sweat and tears because I woke up and I had tears on my face. So I had never cried in my sleep before. That was, yeah. that was weird. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, Krista, I had so much peace. I was like, okay. So no matter what happens, mm. whether I'm in the pictures or not, mm. my family was still very happy and thriving in each mm. one of those, those snapshots. Mm. They're going to be okay. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, God was like, I, I'm answering your prayer. Here, here, you're, you're, here's your negatives, right? So I got mm-hmm. a twofer. <laughs> That's amazing. I was given yes. a tremendous amount of peace that no matter what happens, everything's going to be okay. And by the way, they're going to be negative. And so I had to wait about four days after that dream to get the report. And um, I just, I was cool. I was at peace. And then four days later, I get a call from the nurse and she's like, Miss Cummins, we're happy to inform you. Your test came back. I'm going to cry. Your test came back negative. And the fact that she used that word negative, I was just like, wow. Wow. Yeah. And I'm going to cry right there with you. Like, like, wow, wow, God, to give you such a beautiful dream and the knowing that God has you and your family, no matter what happens, he is in control and he's with you. Oh, that's beautiful. So tell us what happened next after you got your negative results. Mm -hmm. Now we're into 2021, right? Still 21. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what are the next steps for you? How did you proceed with the Lord? Yeah. So that's... um... He started really showing up quite often after that in my dreams uh, while I was asleep. Um, this was kind of odd. Um, I would wake up in the middle of the night just sitting straight up in bed. And uh, there was one night that I woke up, sat up in bed and started uh, reciting Return to Sender over and over and over. Wow. Um, you know, and when you think of Return to Sender, you think of like, when you get mail and it's not yours, so you write return to sender and you send it back to where it came from. Yeah. Um, I felt very prompted to to just kind of do some research on what does that mean? I mean, I kind of understood it, but I found a lot of, uh, of uh, literature on return to sender prayers. Oh, so, you know, to, to pray that, you know, when Satan likes to throw darts at us, he likes to distract yes. us, he likes to tempt us and for me, I felt like I was being told, you need to get ready for some spiritual warfare. You need to put on the armor, send those prayers back. And so I started just rebuking, right? And and when negative thoughts would come, I mean, I had a long recovery road ahead of me. I had many, many surgeries. I spent the entire year at the cancer center and okay. a lot of stuff going on. And I just rebuked the devil. And just anytime those negative thoughts, I just sent them back where they came from. Oh, you don't have good. any place here. So that's what that's I gleaned good. from that one. And then um, there was another dream that I had had, you know, I was on the road to recovery and I'm, I'm, I'm in a street and there's people all around me. They're cheering for me. 
and there's this enormous snake, I mean ridiculously enormous snake, in the middle of the road. And they were cheering for me because I had slayed the snake. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yay, 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 and I had turned my back, and somebody says, watch out. And when I turned, the snake rose up. It was kind of like a boa constrictor, and it, it rose up at me. And I immediately woke up because that's terrifying, right? And so I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. It's not over, right? Okay. You know, when I chose to surrender my life and I chose to go all in, it's not going to be easy. And so that kind of just prepared me for the next things to occur. And and I won't go into all that, but I did. uh, 2022 was an absolute year of spiritual warfare for me. And so in depression and anxiety. And so I had to get through that, but I felt like that, that was God's way of saying, okay, we got through this one, get ready. Cause Satan doesn't like it right. when, when we're on the right path. Absolutely. I am like you in the fact that when I went all in for the Lord, boy, the spiritual attacks ramped up. Satan does yeah. not want us to have our voices heard. He doesn't want our stories to be shown. He doesn't want God to get any glory. So he is going to continue to come after us. And I love that you are saying, you you have to put on that armor of God. We have to, we have to be warriors with God Mm -hmm. and use our prayers and be very active. And I'm always like walking around the house, like slaying my invisible sword like no that's Satan, right that's right not have any power here that's right i do the same i often <laughs> i also want to point out i love the fact that you talked about you did research after one of your dreams you're like okay god i don't mm-hmm. know what this means and you mm-hmm. you sought after what the meaning of the dreams are do you have some resources that you use and that would be helpful tools for others to look for so to be honest with you, Krista, I don't, I don't have a set of resources that I rely on because I, I think we have to be really careful with that <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of non-Christian things on the web and, and, and books and so forth. Yes. So kind of my strategy, if you will, has always been, I pray over it first. Okay, God, what are you trying to tell me? Um, cause I mean, just like in, in the Bible days, Jesus always <laughs> talked in parables and, and even yep. his disciples are like, what, what do you, you know? And so I pray, okay, Lord, what are you trying to, number one, did, did this dream come from you? Because I understand that they can come from Satan. They yep. can be, I can make stuff up, you know, yep. I, I could be using my own personal agenda. I could have watched a movie or something. So yep. did it come from you? What are you trying to tell me? and give me that discernment. And is there some place that I need to go that you're going to, that you're going to provide that clarity for me? So lead, lead my steps. So I always go to scripture first to see if I could find anything in there. And then, you know, I believe just like with, with doctors and stuff, I believe God uses other resources and people and writings and so forth to help us. Um, but I just really want to rely on if I'm hitting the internet, that I'm going to the sites that God's leading me to, to give me the, the, the answers that I need. And a couple of examples is um, the last eight months or so, I've been dreaming a lot about elephants and Black Panthers. Oh, interesting. And so I can't find anything about elephants and Black Panthers in the Bible. So, <laughs> <No>. That's right. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I started kind of doing some research and I always try to go to to uh, to reputable like Christian sites, right? So got to be careful there. And uh, did some stuff. And so some of the stuff that I found out about elephants are um, new opportunities, success, and a good future. Well, those are things that God has been speaking to me two years ago. So I'm okay. like, okay, there's some validity there. I can trust that. Yeah. Um, the Black Panther thing, I, that was just weird um, because I I don't watch nature shows or like, you know, National Geographic. None of that was on my mind. And, and the dream was I was just walking down my sidewalk here at the house and a Black Panther comes up, big old yellow eyeballs and just comes wow. gliding up to me. I wasn't scared or anything. So I looked up blank. I wrote it down. Black Panthers, according to this particular website says confidence and new beginnings. So that aligned with the, oh, the elephant, new nice. new opportunities, yes. success and so forth. So I don't know what it all means, Yeah. but um, keep journaling. But yeah. So keep journaling <laughs> and, and, the, the and asking together. where to go. Yes. Yeah. 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 There yeah. was, um, for me, there's one, um, it wasn't so much a dream as it was. I, I woke up and I, I heard a word from the Lord and it took 18 months of research oh. and looking in the Bible because God was giving me scriptures and he was giving me things. It was actually like a a YouTube video that I was led to and and God then downloaded like the whole meaning after the end of 18 months. Like, wow. But continuing to seek that. after like, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me with this? I know this is important. Yeah. Help me. I yeah, want to share a that. resource that I don't know if you've heard yes. about. But several prophets who I respect mm -hmm. have recommended this particular resource. It's called God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life. And it's written by Adam Thompson and Adrian Beal. And I'll put a link to that in the show oh, notes. Good. Thank you. Um, for oh, those good. that are watching on YouTube. <laughs> I'll love show it. The, the picture there. But what I love about this resource is if you are dreaming about an elephant, per, for example, that might be in here. It might not. But what I love about it is there are scripture references to oh, nice. maybe, you know, look at this scripture. And what I have found for myself, sometimes the scriptures resonate in my, my spirit and sometimes they don't. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. For me, I have found it's a great reference for those times when I, I have dreams from the Lord. For me, I have found that that's a, a good um, biblically-based reference to look at. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sticking it in the chat so that I can have it as well, because <laughs> I, I, I'm i going to be interested in seeing like some of the other dreams that I've had. I'm going to take a look at that. Well, do you have a power nugget of wisdom that you would have shared with yourself like 10 or 20 years ago that you want to share with the listeners? Yeah. You know, um, I kind of anticipated this question and I don't know that I have like one, I have a, a package. <laughs> it comes oh, in a nice. package if that's please, okay. Yes, please share. Uh, so gosh, the first one for me is, is we, we have got to stop striving. Um, I have spent, I mean, I'm in my fifties now and I have spent my entire life. I mean, just striving, um, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Um, perfectionism is a myth. The sooner that we can recognize that and accept it, I think the better off that we will all be. Um, and you know, and I mentioned it earlier, just being in control is absolutely exhausting and, and it's overrated and it's not what God um, has for our best. And 
I have learned over the last couple of years that um, regardless of what's going in my on in my life, I have to keep God first. Um, you know, and and I'm I'm pretty busy, but but I've started to discipline myself to where every morning I get up. I get up at four o'clock in the morning so that oh. I have that time with God to Amazing. to do whatever I need to do. And and if that means that I spend you know, that hour and a half before I have to get ready for work in scripture and prayer. And I don't have time to write that devotional that's due or blog or whatever it is that I have due, then he's going to give me the time back somewhere else, you know, but, but I have to have that, um, first fruits in the morning with God. And the other thing with me is learning that balance in life. The sooner that I think we can learn that and apply that, I think the better we'll be, um, you know, and that's, it's, it's an everyday thing, you know, I mean, I could be doing really, really good, like, like health wise, but then I'm working too much, you know? So it's just, we have to be intentional in, in looking at our life and determining, okay, I'm out of balance here. Let me recalibrate and try to bring things back together. Um, and then just the last couple of things, you know, uh, if you find yourself getting out of balance, just reach out to Christ. I mean, he, and it's, there's so many scripture that talks about, um, he's our helper. He's our comforter. He's there for you. Take upon, take my yoke upon you, you know, come rest. He's just, he's like begging us to just slow down and rest and let him be our helper. And so, you know, if, if I could leave anyone with a nugget, it would be just let God let him do his job, <laughs> you know, give up that control, let God yep. be God and, and things will go a lot smoother for that's you. Right. <laughs> yes. That's a great power nugget. Thank you. And one that I have to remind myself all the time, like God have control. Yeah, Absolutely. Let him, yes. <laughs> do you have an encouraging Bible verse for the listeners that has helped you on your journey? I oh, do. Share. I have two. I, I'm only going to share one, but I have two that have been my life first the last three years. Um, and the one that I'll share today is Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm sure many people are very, very familiar with it. It's a good um, one. For I know the plans. Oh, it's so good. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Oh, um, my goodness. That is just a mic drop scripture absolutely. for me. And, uh, you know, when I start feeling a little overwhelmed or whatever, I just go back to that and be like, God's got it. He's, you know, my life is in his hands and it's a good one. So. Amen. That's awesome. So Vivian, can you share how people can connect with you? Yes. So a um, couple of ways, a couple, three ways. Um, so they can reach me on my website, viviancummins.com. And uh, there you can also link over to my Facebook page and also Instagram, but you can also find me under Vivian Cummins on both of those. And then professionally, I do have a LinkedIn account. Um, so I do have a job <laughs> that I go to every day. And so if anyone wants to connect with me uh, professionally, you can do that there as well. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. And of course, I will have all of those connections in the show notes for everybody. So Vivian, I always like to ask my guests if they have a beautiful body tip to share. I do, okay. I do. Well, and um, it's also kind of a public service announcement, obviously. <laughs> I am a melanoma cancer survivor. Yes. And uh, I've actually um, had some, some talks and done some writing for my federal agency that I work for oh. to just remind people of sun safety and, uh, 
you will see if you do visit my website, there's a, a link to a story that I wrote and some further links that talk a little bit about how to care for your skin and be careful about tanning and all of that stuff. So that is my, my takeaway is take care of your skin. Um, you know, people sometimes don't think of skin cancer as, you know, oh, I just go get that burned off or I'll go get that. But uh, melanoma is uh, actually a deadly, one of the deadliest forms of cancer. And so I think we need to start taking that a little bit more seriously and start taking care of our skin. Well, thank you so much for sharing that body tip. And I'm so thrilled to know that you have those resources available on your website. So everyone yes, go check that out. So as we close today, Vivian, would you like to pray for our listeners? I would love to. Oh, I would love to. Great. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to to meet and and, uh, have this conversation with my my new friend, Krista. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for um, all that she's doing for her listeners. And um, it's all for your glory, Father. We thank you so much for the technology to be able to speak to so many people and and bring your word to so many people around the world. Lord, I I pray, Father God, that those that are hearing these stories, Lord, that it will encourage them to take a moment and sit back and and uh, just be quiet in the moment and learn to to learn learn to discern your voice and uh, and to open up that that realm, Lord, to invite you into not only their dreams but their everyday lives. We ask all of this in your precious Son's name. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you so much for the prayer. Thank you. And, and for sharing your journey with the Lord with us today. Um, I've, I've been so blessed. So thank, thank you. you. Me too. <laughs> and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you for joining me today as we explore the powerful whispers of God. I hope you've been inspired, uplifted, and equipped with practical ways to experience His presence in your everyday life. A special thank you to those who have rated, shared, or commented on my podcast. Your input warms my heart. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with me on my website at kristajoyministries.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter on my main webpage. Or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Powerful Whispers Podcast to continue the conversation and stay updated on upcoming episodes. Until next time, I'm Krista Joy signing off. May your journey be blessed with an abundance of God's whispers for you. And make sure to grab hold of the gentle nudges from God.